Hey, welcome to Open Up Dino. My name is EA Green, and I am your server for today. Uh, has everyone been here before? Nope, haven't been here before. No? Man, you are in for a treat today. So today, our special is half-off build-your-own-solution combo. So with this, you know, you first you're going to start off with a layer of identify. Right now, you can get this in different ways. You can get a regular turkey, and we even have vegan options as well. And then next, you're going to have your choice of validation. Now, you can use a friend, family, or a mentor. You know, this is your choice is yours of how you want to get that done. Now, the best way is about how you're going to get it executed. I suggest you do it well done because if you get it undercooked, then you're probably going to be back. And it's probably not going to be a good experience for you. You guys want to give it a try? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's check it out. This is... This is Open Shop, the podcast, the podcast that documents the journey, 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 the journey of building and launching Open Shop, the small business geo marketplace. Welcome, 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 and this is Open Up Shop, the podcast. I am your host, E.A. Green, and we are here to navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and conquer those obstacles by just getting started. So if you heard the skit earlier before we started, you hear that the theme for today is going to be creating your own solution. All right, and we're, I kind of found the, the inspiration to kind of use this theme for today was something that I found while uh, reading Forbes, actually, a Forbes article. And the quote that I found was that founders who start businesses to solve personal problems have the dedication, drive, and tenacity to create their ideal solutions. All right, and I'll put that in the show notes so you can find that article. So with that being said, I found... I had to dig deep and I had to find the right person to help me drive home this message. And, you know, while living in Winston for the last three years, you know, I found, you know, I rent, uh, met this great creator who created this awesome, I don't know what to call like movement situation. <laughs> right. And I felt like she was the best person to help me drive this home. So who I have here today is my great friend, Whitney, lovingly known as Snooty Judy. And she is the CEO of Snooty Judy, which is a lifestyle brand, um, does events, does, you know, media, does everything, you know, kind of, you know, kind of learn some tip, tips and tricks from her in order for me to get started. And I really appreciate it. So welcome, Snooty. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. How you doing? How you doing? I'm maintaining. I'm okay. out here. All right. <laughs> Grinding. I, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Sudi, tell us about yourself. Um, born and raised right here in the Trey, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, and I went to Meredith College. I studied fashion design, kind of been a creative all my life. I mm -hmm. thought I was going to be in like the fashion field. So I went to study uh, merchandising, okay. study fashion merchandising and marketing. And after college, I, you know, got a job in my career working for Haynes Brand, but um, it was just not fulfilling. So I decided to start Snooty Judy. I wanted something that would um, allow me to be creative and do the things that I really wanted to do. Okay. So. Okay. So, I mean, when, like I said, again, she, you already started before I moved down here. 
And I just, you just knew that you commanded a lot of respect from when seeing the different events that you were doing, you know, just all the different things that you were into. And, you know, it was very, very impressive from the, from the jump. So before we get into today's theme about creating your own solution, Snooty, tell us about what gets you started. Um, I think that what motivates me and what gets me started the most, um, I mean, like, yeah, my own happiness, but, um, my mom. She's what, you know, motivates me to, like, get things going. And um, when I want to give up, that's the person that, like, basically has my back. And I was like, you cannot give up. Um, She's not an entrepreneur herself, but she really is someone that's like, you got this. Right. Mama Snooty is legit. She is. She is legit. Because I think when we were working with her last summer, you know, she, you know, you just knew who she was from the rip. Just, (laughs) you know, just commanded the, you know, the respect. And it wasn't, like, on on a weird way, but it was just, like. You just knew, like she just held it down. You that's know? and she does. Right. She does. And I need, that's to, why I need to. I need to keep Mama Snooty on, needs on a the speed dial. Yeah, <laughs> on the, the dial. All right. So we're gonna start off by talking about just you know, creating your own solution, right? So reason why I wanted to speak to you about this is because you created a a movement in Winston called Twenty Something Doing Something. All right. So can you explain what Twenty Something Doing Something is and what the origin of that was? Um, well, when I, like I said, when I graduated from college, I was working at a corporate job at Haynes Brand. Um, I would go in and like sit at the computer every day. I would do, you know, marketing analysis. I would be hanging up samples, like pretty much anything and everything, but it was just not making me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started blogging and I went to school for fashion. So I'm like, okay, what, why don't you do a fashion blog? So I would like take photos of my outfits right. and, buy clothes but i was like this no no shade to fashion bloggers get it how you get it if you love clothes that's on you but it just was not fulfilling for me okay um like just taking photos every day and be like i got these shoes for here like that was just not what i wanted to be doing forever so what wasn't fulfilling about it exactly i really wanted i wanted to be creative on more more than one levels and just taking pictures of my clothes got it but then i also felt like it was not really Solving a problem. Yeah, I mean, and I'm pretty. Move people. I wanted to help people. Move people, help people. Yeah, and yeah, like helping someone find a discounted shoes and coats and dresses is cool. Like you know what I'm saying. That does help. Don't get me wrong. It does help. But that's just not the way I wanted to help. Yeah. And being down here in the south, just being realistic, um, just spaces for black people. Um, just having love for black creatives, black entrepreneurs down here in the South is just not something that is uh, pre- prevalent or as welcoming as somewhere like in New York or LA or like they are welcoming of like black entrepreneurs in Atlanta and New York and creatives and rappers. Like that is something that, you know, they support yeah. there. But yeah. here in North Carolina, not just Winston, but that's not, you know, there isn't space for people like us. Okay. So I wanted to create a space where, you know, young 20-somethings could support other 20-somethings who have business ideas, who have, you know, creative ideas. Because, you know, we didn't have that. There are no real, like, you know, venues that are welcoming of black people down here. Right. So it's like, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> so can you talk about what what was that moment that you were just like, this is what needs to happen? Like, 20-something, like, it, did it? Happen, you know, were you, you know, doing something and it just kind of popped up in your head or did you always want to, you know, kind of do an event like this? Um, well, I lived in Raleigh for like eight years and even though it's not, uh, New York or LA, they are ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. 
more so than Winston is. So yeah. there were already events like that there, okay. you know, that okay. were like supported black entrepreneurs and things um, in that area. But I'm like, okay, that's not here. And I, when I moved, when I started graduating, I moved back home and those things weren't happening. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, what can I do to um, give back to the black community? You know, so I had a little following on the internet. I knew if I threw an event, people might come out. So I had some, you know, friend. I had a friend who had like a fashion line for like three years. I had a friend who had a nonprofit. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let's get them the support. I have this following. People support what I do. Right. I mean, if they'll support me, let's let them support. Like, let, how can I help you guys support my friends as well? So okay. kind of like using that influence okay. to garnish that, um, not garnish, but... uh can't think of the word, but like just cultivate right. the spirit of support in this area for black entrepreneurs and creatives. Right. So it so it kind of like stemmed the idea of where Open Shop for me kind of came from. So mm-hmm. it actually for me, it came from a bad experience that I had using another application that that provides you deals. I'm not going to say what they what they call, but you can probably figure <sighs> it out. Know. Right. <laughs> so I'll tell you all fair. So basically with this deal that I got, I purchased, you know, three get three oil changes for the price of one mm-hmm. and i went the first time great service one second time great service called for my third appointment and another garage answered the phone mm-hmm. right and basically i was confused because yeah. i'm like well what's happening and you know they're just like look you know we have their business now if you have this deal that you purchased from here you know we'll fulfill it for you and then that's it so I'm like, now I'm like getting my oil change from a person that I don't know. Yeah. You know, don't know where they're at. I'm like doing research, had to find out from other people. They're like, they're great. Right? Yeah. So I go and then I speak to the owner of the new garage. And this person told me that basically the other uh, garage failed because they relied too much on the deals that they were trying to provide. Mm. And they had to sell three, three times as many in order to make the profit because they wanted to essentially get people to come for the oil change, but then pay full price for when your alternator, you know, car, yeah. carburetor alternator, you know, yeah. tires like need to be for other, things, yeah. other things. And they just didn't have it long enough. Yeah. Right. So then basically got wiped out. So I realized for me, it was just, well, why did they do that deal in the first place? So I Google them and they were on the fourth page mm-hmm. of the, uh, of the Google search. Mm-hmm. And I just realized like, if they were able to be found, like marketing wise, they wouldn't have done this, and then they, you know, be able to be on their own terms, yeah. yada yada yada. So that's where like the first idea kind of came from. Yeah. So I know that when I first had the thought of what is now called Open Shop, and I keep saying that, and we'll get to it later on. But when I first had the thought, I had huge like aspirations, like I wanted to do this, I wanted to do that. This mm-hmm. is what it should have. Mm-hmm. So what? So with 20-something doing something, did something like that happen to you where you had the initial thought of how big this thing could be? And then how did you get to the what the first iteration was of 20-something doing something? Um, Google. I really didn't. I hope I'm answering that right. Like I didn't have... I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have, you know, a bunch of people that could like help me. A lot of the answers that I got like came from straight from Google, like okay. researching. So I guess what, what I'm trying to get at is that when you when you said, "Hey, I want to bring this to Winston mm-hmm. Salem," did you start off? Like, what was the first event that you did? Like the first, it was twenty something doing something. The first was, year, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll it was just twenty something doing something at art gallery. Okay. Um, 
I was just like, I'm gonna do it. Okay. And that's honestly like where the game the name came from, twenty something do something like just there was no like this is for me personally, there was no like big grand thought process for the first time. It was just like do it, girl. Just do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when you when you realized that you that this was not in Winston Salem, uh, what did you do to to validate what you thought the solution was? So who did you speak to or, you know, did you just say, hey, no, screw what everybody thinks about it. I'm just going to do it. No, that's honestly what it was. Yeah. Because there, re- there was no one here doing it. There was no one doing it at the time. So right. it was just like, if these people are doing it in Atlanta, if these people are doing it in Raleigh or wherever else, like, I'm going to do it. Like, who's going to tell me no? Who's going to stop me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. just do it. Right. So you just relied on your reach. You just relied on. All the work Basically. that you've done, you know, with, yeah. with blogging up to that point. Yeah, and I think I, I've been blogging for like two months. I was just like, if it, I'm out here, I, what I would really made, uh, I didn't like my job. <laughs> Not, I, I hear you. That's what, oh, we, we're, we're all, like we're job. all this, we are on the same page. Yeah. And I'm trying my hardest not to like branch off into the yeah. other, to the other things. To be real, real, like my job, cause I was, I've been, well, for the past five years, I had a temporary job. So every three months they review if they're going to keep me or not. And mm-hmm. so I think it was like, I had been working with this company for like six months and it was my three month, you know, that three month period was up and it was time for me to get fired. They right. won't let me go. And, um, I think 20-something doing something was, like, the week before I was supposed to get let go. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. I was like, well, this is a way to make money real quick. Right, right, and right. if this works, then maybe I can have more events and, have, you know, make some money. They ended up not letting me go and keeping me for, like, four more years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, like, that's what made me, like, you ain't got no choice now. You better do it. Because so, if you don't do it, you know. So the the possibility of you potentially losing your job mm-hmm. was what really were, like, yo, like. It was fire. Light, it was fire, fire on my ass. And you're yeah. just like, let's go. Yeah, basically. Okay. So when you told people that you were doing this, you know, before you like, you know, uh, started promoting it, what were people saying? Like, what were people, what did people say about the idea? Um, they were very positive. Okay. And um, it was, like I said, it was a very big goal of mine to like cultivate the black entrepreneur and creative community. So yeah. I really wanted people to support one another. And so... There was, there was a big, like, just wave of support for, right. you know, me, for others, but also that support allowed others to create their businesses. Right. Like, if I can, if she can do it, they're doing it and they're getting the support, then I could do it. Right. And then that, like, helps the black community. Yeah, so. I get it. I get it. So do you feel like that, you know, people were on board because you kind of already had this, they already knew you, that you had this mentality about yourself, that you was all, you know, it wasn't like something like, well, no, nah, it's just some random thing that. That Sunni's doing, but I think they were on board because they were inspired. Because it wasn't the event wasn't solely about me, yeah. And like oh, okay, I said, it okay. was about the other entrepreneurs in the area. So they were seeing like people fresh out of college, twenty three, having a nonprofit. Like one girl, she had a, a business, mm-hmm. a nonprofit where she would like collect clothes and give them back to high school kids. Uh, I think like ages one to high school. Yeah. And so to hear like this 23 year old right here in Winston-Salem collecting like thousands of garments, giving clothes away to hundreds of girls, Mm -hmm. you know, every other month. Right. It was just insane. So it was really just, I think that people jumped on board because they were inspired, not just from me, but from what people were doing that that they actually knew. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm looking at somebody on a Forbes 30 under 30 who did this. This is my friend who stays down the street from me, who has her own clothing company, who has her 
girl nonprofit who is making furniture. And people you know need I mean? to know that this right. is happening, right? Right. People okay. need to know this is happening. People need to support them. And not only that, you can do it too. Okay. And so, like, I think that people jumped on it because of that. I right. want to support my friend or right. I have these ideas and I don't know how to get them started. So let me come see what they're doing. Let me come talk to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it did. It just like kind of cultivated this just community. Right, right, right. So when you did the first 20 something doing something before you open up those doors or, you know, you sold those tickets, what were, what were the, what were the, what was the feeling that you had? Oh my God. I thought about canceling it literally the day oh, of man. the day of, I think I had sold. Okay. First of all, the, the place took like 150 people. Yeah. I was expecting a hundred people. Well, I wanted a hundred people to come. So I was like guessing a hundred people was going to come. I think I had been promoting it for like a month and a half. The day of, I had only sold like 15 tickets mm-hmm. that morning. So I was like getting <clears> my makeup done. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like only 15 <laughs> people are coming. <laughs> like I was like, I was, I was like crying like while I was getting my makeup done. Like, let's just cancel it. Let's just cancel it. Right. I kid you not. Like after I got my makeup done, you know, event days, you put your phone down and you're running around. Right, right. And so I like, yeah, I think I an hour before the <laughs> an yeah. hour before the event, I had to, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh shit, I need to cut this off. Like I need to make sure Donna can't like, I need to cut off the ticket sales. Like right, right. we're sold out. Like right. nobody else can come in. So like mm-hmm. that first event. It was scary up until the day of. Like, I wanted to give up up like three hours before the event. Right. But, like, I think just that shock, honestly, right. like, I was shocked. And every how, how much support you got. Yeah. Well, the support that I got. And this, I didn't, I think, I'm not going to say I didn't have faith, but I wasn't expecting that kind of turnout. Right. I mean, just for people to only sell 15 tickets and then. Between 11 a.m. and 7 o'clock that night, you sell 80 tickets. That's crazy. Right, right, So right, I was right, just right. like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. See, you I, know? Feel, I feel like a part of that is just – because I know you focus on millennials and stuff like that. And you know that we cannot commit. We, we can't cannot. commit too early. Oh, it's still the same thing. <laughs> we have five years later, it's the same thing. And five, <laughs> and five years later, I'm still terrified. Like, oh, nobody's going to show up. But then, like, they show out the week of right. and buy tickets. You Like you said, it's a millennial thing. So what I think is, folk, is really good to kind of, like, call out and, you know, to call out for that specific situation is that if your solution really does answer a problem, like, the people will come. Yeah, right? and, definitely. You know, as long as you, you know, are – you do proper planning, you do everything that you need to do. Yeah. Like, you know, I think even, I feel like even if only 10 people came that first year, I think after you got through that whole yeah. jittery, I think you still maybe would have like, you know, still felt fulfilled yeah. by that. Cause you knew what this has the potential. Yeah. Time, right? Of course. Even if it doesn't like, you know, people don't jump on it the first time. Right. Like you still have to see it through. Right. People don't know what they need. Okay. Until you tell them, you know? Yeah. So I have a quick question. I'm I'm curious. So from when you had the idea uh, or when you say, hey, I'm going to do 20-something, do with something, to when the first event happened, what was the time frame? Like, how long did it take? To plan it? Well, in terms of, I guess, from, yeah, when you say, hey, I'm going to do this, and then when the first one happened. Um. So I started blogging. Like my first blog was um, released in like February. The first twenty something doing something was in like May of that same year. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Right. So I think you're so much better than me. Uh, <laughs> I need to take. A, so I don't, honestly don't know what I was. I don't know how right, I did it. Right. I do remember that year. I've researched. I researched like nobody's business. Right, right, right. I do not have to do that much research anymore. Thank right. God. But I do remember that year. I researched like crazy. Right. So I want to say it took me like a month to plan. Yeah. So. Okay. 
So I took forever yeah. from when I first got in that first situation that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. to when I actually took charge to actually make it happen. I want to say it was like two years in between. Mm-hmm. Two, but you're doing years. something different. Right. I mean, but it, but I was half of that time was not me working as hard as I possibly could. Yeah. It was no. me beating myself up, telling myself a hundred different reasons why I can't do it. Oh my God. You know, and that's real. And I still do that to this day. To, to this day. To this day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. And I, you know, I, I, I fight with myself every day to keep yeah. moving. And I think it's just great to have, you know, that surrounding around you that really helps you drive yeah. you forward. So I really amend, commend you on that. All right. So to wrap things up, um, from when the first twenty something, some twenty something doing something came out to now, how has the idea evolved? Oh my god! So how does your, <laughs> so how did your solution? You know, you had the one problem that you identified and you created the solution. Did the problem change? Did it evolve? Did it get bigger? Did it get smaller? Tell me about that. So, um, kind of like I said, I wanted to like cultivate that community of like support and love, and we you you scratch my back, we you know just you know, supporting the creative and entrepreneur community. So we got that. We got that down packed. That's cool. We got that already. That's right. how I felt with the first couple of events. So with the last 20-something doing something, with it being um, three days, I wanted to offer more. Like, we got the support down packed. So the – so, right, this – so the first – you had three, right? Mm-hmm. So the first two years – No, no, four total. Four. Mm-hmm. So the – how many – the first three were just one day, which is one mm-hmm. – and then last year, you're saying went from one day to to, three days. to the weekend experience. Yeah, to the weekend experience. And this experience, I wanted to provide. Um, so yeah, like I said, we got the support popping. Yeah, you guys support each other. That's not a problem. But I wanted to like give them the knowledge. I wanted to like give them what I learned. Right. And if I hadn't learned, I wanted to give them somebody who could give them the answers. Right. So like. Um, you know, had people coming in, talking and teaching, and um, bringing people from different areas that have you know achieved things like the Ox God right. uh, creator. Like this guy made a video game, not a video no. game, but he made a game. And you that know? was so crazy because like you brought him in from Toronto. Yeah, and the thing I from I remember when you tell me the story, you just reached out to him yeah. and said, "Hey, would you host this game for yeah. us?" And he was just like, "Yeah, sure." I found him on like. One of those black entrepreneur pages. Right, right, right. That's like, follow this, follow this game maker. He quit his job at 30 to just make to a game. It, yeah. yeah, to make a game. And so that's what 20 something doing something is about. Like, right. create, having these ideas and dreams and putting them out there, right? right. So I called him because I'm like, well, not called him. I followed him on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the creator. Followed him on Instagram and messaged him. I was like, look, I have this weekend where it's just about, you know, supporting each other. I'm trying to, you know, help people get their ideas and dreams out there. You have, you had this amazing game, you know, can you come? And I didn't even want him to give like a big lesson on how to create a game, but just showing people that you can be a regular person living and you know what I mean? Be yeah. a regular person and start something, get them dreams out there. Like he built, like, we play these games, not just the Oscar game, like, Black Card Revolt. Like, all these games. Right, like, we right. play these games nonstop. And he made one. Right. Like, I just thought that was so dope. Right. So, I wanted to show people, like, right. you don't have to be Jay-Z to, to do X, yeah, Y, and Z. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You right. can do it yourself, you know? Right. So. And the game that we're talking about is called Ogs God uh, by our great friend Mike. He's in, amazing. Um, Toronto. Met him during that 20-something doing mm. something. And he's just well-rounded. Um, I'm sure I'm going to try to get him on here. So, <laughs> Mike, I need you on here. <laughs> all right. And we're going to figure it out. But um, all right. So with all that being said, 
um, that was like a great story, right? So I want to thank you for, for you know sharing that with us. So to, for us to wrap things up, all right, we have a segment basically called Concept Startup Growth, right? Which is okay. basically a summary of what we spoke about. And we want to give the listeners some actionable advice okay. about what to do in the sense of, you know, creating a creating a solution to okay. a problem from what a business or for a you know a project or anything. So uh first we're gonna talk about concept and in terms of um concept, what's some actionable advice that we can give about the planning process? Write it down. I think that that's like look at it on paper. You need to like see it and visualize it and never forget it. And I mean, I come up with ideas every day and I forget them. Right. But like writing it down. I know that sounds so simple and so right. like, oh, that's the tip you're giving me. Yeah, but that's a serious ass tip. Right. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm, so I'm weird. I don't like using pen and paper because yeah. I feel like I lose it all the time. Yeah. So notes app, uh, Google you know, Docs. Google Docs. I use Google Docs a lot because I get it. Right. Evernote, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I use Trello. I've, yeah. I've, I think me and yeah. you, you yeah. introduced me to Trello, and I'm like, yo, this is it for me. Yeah. Because you can just get all the, you can mm-hmm. make the notes and like little pieces, and it's all I like there. Google Docs because like if I'm on my phone, I could type it and then go to my laptop, and it's right there. Like, right. it automatically saves. I know when you're like on Word, you could, your computer might shut off. Right. Like, Google Docs saves it instantly for you. Okay. All right. So, writing it down, right? Mm-hmm. Or notating it, that's the first thing for the concept. So now the next part is startup about executing this plan. Okay. Right? So let's let's talk about it. Like, what was you know, what helped you drive you to like you know execute this perfectly, or not so perfectly? So I mean, I would say two things. Uh, the first thing, like you said, are you really solving a problem? Like, right. how are you solving a problem? Like. That is how you validate it. Like, just looking at the problem and how you're solving it. Right. So, to me, that was validation. Okay. And then, like, the second thing is um, research. Okay. And I know I said that before, but, like, I'm really big on research. I'm researching a target market. I'm researching who already done it. I'm researching how they did it, if I could find out. Like, if I need to research something as simple as how to make a circle on Photoshop, I'm going to do it. Like, research is really big. And it helps. It keeps you from looking silly. Right. If you, like, take someone's name or anything like that, like, just research is a big, important key that I think that people often skip. Right. So one thing I feel like is one theme that I keep hearing in this, right, in terms of like creating that solution is that you're not doing it for the money, right? Mm-hmm. Like you essentially sounds like you were setting it up to just, you were focused more on the people that you were trying to serve mm-hmm. rather than trying to make a quick buck off of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Of course, you know, we want, you know, you want to make money, right? Yeah. You, you know, I know you like your motivation was the sense of like, hey, like you want to do this so you could potentially work for yourself, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you know you had the the end of your potential your contract potentially ending, mm. so you know that motivation is there. So it's not yeah. saying that motivation cannot be a factor, yeah. But it should not be first, right? It should not yeah. be about driving, you know, chasing the money. It should be about just providing that mm. solution because it'll definitely come. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the last part is that we're going to talk about the section is called growth. About adapting or maintaining like that actual, you know, twenty something to doing something. So from year to year, like what are, what are some tools or some things that you done to like adapt to what may be coming across? Hmm. I feel like I'm about to say the same thing over and over, but like 
uh, I could spend hours at a computer just reading and researching. Okay. So like even like looking at the layout of the land, like how has Winston-Salem changed? Okay. You know what I mean? Or how has the area that I want to, uh, or the people that I'm trying to reach, like how have they changed? So have you reached out to anybody to, you know, if you had a problem? Have you reached out to anybody? Is there any specific time that that may have happened where you may have reached out if you had an issue with trying to create the bigger thing, but they helped you with it? I'm not saying that. that, um, I mean, like people need help. People need mentors. Have I found a mentor yet? No. Okay. Have I found someone... um, who can give me answers? That's what Mama Snooty's here for. Right. Mama Snooty. <laughs> so, like, that is legit who has helped me. Um, <laughs> I cannot, I mean, I'm not saying that nobody has helped me or given me answers. I'm pretty sure, like, even like when we were doing 20 something, doing something like you gave, like, just simple things that helped me to change the whole, not concept, but like help solve problems right. in throwing this event. But, um, I don't, I can't say that there's someone, you know what I mean? That yeah. I just have a go to all the time. Okay. Do I want one? Yeah, okay. definitely. Cause that's something I keep hearing. Like you need a mentor. Okay. So last thing, and I'm just curious, what's next for a 20 something do with something? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> keep it on tuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it on tuck. That's a, okay. thank you all for right. that. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. So with that being said, let's take a quick break. Okay. And we're back, and we're going to wrap this up with the last segment called Comfort Zone Killer, hashtag Comfort Zone Killer. So this is for you guys, listeners, like this is something that you can use to help, you know, help motivate you throughout the week until the next episode of Open Up Shop, because I know for me, I need like the solution for me was like, I sometimes you're pumped in the beginning of the week and then hump day happens or something is shitty at work and you're just like, yeah, I just need that extra push to continue working on my project, working on my business to help me keep going. So I'm going to have Snooty take it away with her comfort zone killer. So my comfort zone killer is a quote that I just look at or think about sometimes when things get real. And it's just, um, I don't know who said it. It's comparison is the thief of joy. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) With this social media age, man, like I literally have to remind myself that every day. Repeat it one more time. Comparison is the thief of joy. Okay. So how how does that like how does it resonate with you? How is that relevant to you? So I know I done talked about like research like three times, but like right. a big part of research is like looking on the internet, looking on social media. Okay. And looking at what other people are doing. Yeah. Just being realistic, just doing competitive analysis, market analysis. What are what are other podcasts doing? What are other right. bloggers doing? Right. And that can easily cause you to compare yourself. Because that's honestly that's what you're supposed to do. That's what a comparative analysis is. Right. You're looking at other bloggers out there and you say, Okay, she's doing this, I'm not doing this, this is making her funds, maybe I need to start doing this, right? Yeah. But it's an, it's easy to say, Well, she's doing this and she's making money because maybe she has a banging body. Right. Or, you right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. Or she has blue eyes. Right. You know what I mean? And that can easily cause you to down yourself. Okay. And you deserve to be happy for what you have done. So even if you start a blog and you got 3,000 followers, which is less than the girl who has 13. Right. You know what I'm saying? 13,000. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That comparison, comparing yourself, you're stealing the joy that you deserve to have for right. raising those 3,000. Right. You know what I mean? So, just, so it's kind of like you... Pay attention, but don't, don't, I guess, hold yourself down compared to that. Yeah. And not even just like, just 
looking at people your same age and seeing how they progress. It may right. not even be a social media thing. Looking at someone you graduated with and seeing how they're doing X, Y, and Z, and you're doing right. X, Y, and Z. Like, just that comparison, it does. It steals your joy. It makes right. you sad. It makes you, you know what I'm saying, depressed. It may make you think, I'm not worthy to do this, or my idea is not good enough, and right. this, that, and the third, and... Okay. No. So I think what I'm getting from this, what I'm taking away from this is kind of um, like almost taking pride in your journey and mm-hmm. not necessarily what the highlights are. Mm-hmm. Right. And things, there are highlights and there are low lights. Yeah. And the thing is, if you continue to just focus on the highlights when maybe you're in a low, a low light type of yeah. situation, you know, just kind of stay away from that. All right. Yeah. So I want to thank you. For coming. No, thank you for having me. My first guest. This has been fun. Snooty. Tell them where they can find you. They can find me at Snooty Judy, S-N-O-O-T-Y-J-U-D-Y on everything. Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter's underscore Snooty Judy or Whitney Daniel on Facebook and SnootyJudy.com. All right. So I want to thank again. I want to thank Snooty for being here with me today talking about creating your own solution. And I don't know about you, man. I'm super pumped. I'm so ready to go. And I really want to thank you for helping me out here today. No, this is needed. All right. So tune in next week for your weekly dose of Make It Happen. But in the meantime, you can get more information about the journey, about following me at EA the Exec, and that's spelled correctly, and learn more about OpenShop at OpenShopUS and OpenShop.com. Now, go get your journey started and build your idea, project, or business. Just remember, all you have to do is open up shop. Peace.